0: entitled this today because it's father's day fathers an example some quotes because i like a quote always and so i thought i'd start with three uh the first one is this every father should remember his children one day will follow his example more than his advice the second one is this we'll relate to this dance a father carries photos in his wallet where his money used to be. (laughs) My favourite one which I dedicate uh, to my two special daughters being a father this one really touches me in the fields this one it says it's probably my favourite Father's Day quote I smile because I'm your dad I laugh because there's nothing you can do about it. (laughs) That's my very favourite one today. It says the role of the father has changed in society. So somebody said the media does not portray a picture uh, of fatherhood uh, in a good way sometimes. When it comes to Mother's Day, we do this, we we throw open everything, don't we? And mothers and we, we celebrate mothers and rightly so. But father 's day we always sometimes just a little bit apprehensive a little bit uncomfortable because of people 's uh, personal stories and personal relationships uh, with their father and fatherhood has been under attack for many years it says there's so many different uh, makeups of the family now and stuff that society would want to teach us but fatherhood it, it still has a place in, in society today and we need to share that from the front of church and we need to celebrate the good dads, don't we? we? We must do that, though. We give a box of chocolates both mothers and the fathers. The appreciation of being a good mother uh, or a good father goes much beyond that. Goes further beyond that. That we should celebrate uh, good fathers, regardless of people's personal experiences. If you've had a bad experience of an earthly father, that doesn't stop you uh, being a good father. It, it, it shouldn't. You know and obviously God is our example as a father and you know there's no need for us uh, to become the bad role model that we may have experienced but actually to be the good role model uh, because God uh, encourages us and challenges us to do that uh, as fathers so there's no more important responsibility for us and we want to be good fathers I realise in my own personal experience that one day when you leave the hospital all those years ago, you're handed these bundles of joy but with no manual to say, this is what you do with them and stuff. You just sort of, uh, as you grow together, as they grow up, as they grow together, it says you, you do your best. And then you look back and you think, I hope I did my best, and I hope I did everything that I could do. I hope I, I was a good example or uh, even a bad warning, but I'd more I hope I was a good example and stuff. And we would all do that because we only have a limited amount of time. You know, there was a time that sometimes you look up and when you look around, all the little ones running around church, I often say to the parents, I say, it was only yesterday that I remember mine running around that, they were that size and it just goes in the blink of an eye, doesn't it? And you realise you only have that short amount of time. To mould and influence them to become. Not the people that we want them to become. But the people that we believe that God wants them to become. The 18 years in a sense that we have them. Because you know when they get to that age they say they're adults. They say they're adults but they're still looking for your money, your car, your food. Their washing done and stuff. But they still tell you they're adults and stuff. And it amounts to 6,570 days. Each day presents an opportunity to spend time. With our kids. I'm reminded of the story of the father sitting. And we will have done this as dads. Flicking through the photo album. We'll see the usual photos. Of children playing on a beach. Or dressing up. The school plays. The sports days. The trips to the zoo. And the park. Christmas morning. And you look at a picture. And he looked at a picture of him looking younger. Smiling as he leaves hospital. With a newborn baby in his arms. The house was quiet now. No untidy bedrooms, no lights left on, no loud music, there was even food in the fridge. He had done well in his life, he'd had good jobs and provided for his family, but as he looked at the photographs he thought, I would trade it all today if I could roll back the years and begin again. He realised he would never say, not now, later, I'm busy, tomorrow, the second time around. This morning I want to look at three instances of fatherhood in the Bible uh, and I hope we are challenged and to become the people that God wants us to be and it's not necessarily just a message uh, for the fathers because each of these three will help us and teach us uh, about our relationship with God and the three examples I want to look at is, are these. The first one is this, Joseph, uh, uh, and Jesus' father, earthly father and he teaches us the example of make sure you listen to God and then we have Joshua make sure you make the right decision and then we have David who says make sure you challenge behavior and each of the biblical fathers that we look at all the way through scripture has some lessons to teach us because that's what the bible is about it teaches us lessons practical lessons to help us god's desire is that we as fathers or mothers and that would be the best that we can be with his help Uh, and so the first one we want to look at is is joseph is make sure you listen to god and i've said some of this before because joseph is one of my favorite characters Uh, because there's not a recorded word of joseph in all of scripture when you read the christmas story there's no record of him actually saying anything but it's a tremendous example of obedience of listening to god and doing what god has told him to do Uh, and so we see this in four examples matthew 1 verse 24 when joseph woke up he did what the angel of the lord commanded him and took mary home as his wife there is the first instance of obedience to God and doing what God had asked him to do. The second one we see is Matthew 2, 13. An angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. He says, take Mary and Jesus to Egypt and stay there until I tell you. Verse 14 says, so he got up, took the child and his mother and left for Egypt. Uh, Joseph teaches us this tremendous lesson. I've yes, put his family first, but in a sense above that was listening to God of how to put his family first That actually what he did was he he heard what God had to say and then he went to do it. He was obedient to what God had to say. And then the third one that we see, because these are the examples. After Herod died, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph, told him to take the child to Israel. And verse 21 says, so he got up, took the child and went to the land of Israel. And then finally verse 22, having been warned in a dream, he withdrew to the district of Galilee. And in this story we see that Joseph hears from God four times and obedient each time because Joseph's primary responsibility to the family was not to protect his family firstly but was to do what God had told him to do. When God guided him and showed him what he needed to do through the angels, Joseph went ahead and did that. And so he couldn't do that unless God was speaking to him and guiding to him. We live in a world where there is a mass of decisions to be made. They involve our kids and they involve stuff that goes on in society. Unless we have that guidance of God, unless we have the word of God that we're reading and the voice of God that we're listening to, we won't know what to do. And Joseph is this example. I'm not really, he doesn't say anything. But he just responds to what God tells him to do. And I think what a tremendous example he is as we look at being an example today as a father. That actually at the beginning of Jesus' earthly life, Joseph was pivotal. So important in his responsibility towards uh, the, the Mary and to Jesus in what he did And we as the fathers, we must make sure we listen to God, for he will guide us in every situation that we face. The second one that we see this morning is, this is Joshua. Make sure you make the right decisions. Joshua 24, verse 15, a very well-known verse, but it says, As for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Somebody said this, they said, decisions are public displays of our character. How true is that? We're constantly faced with choices we have to make. Each parent has to do, in a sense, what they sense is best for their children. That's a responsibility of both motherhood and fatherhood. It says Joshua makes a choice for his home. Because they're in a land now surrounded by idolatry. They're in a land that's surrounded by choices and decisions that have to be made and Joshua as the head of his household simply makes that verse as a declaration but as for me and my household we will serve the Lord his choice was for his household to serve one God only to worship one God only it was a choice against idolatry between idolatry and faithfulness to God regardless of the choices of others Joshua's wife and children knew which way he would lead them you know we have a responsibility as fathers It says to lead our families first It says it will not make any difference how successful we are in ministry uh, how well known we are in ministry how successful we are as a church if we don't take care of our families first and that's for everybody that seeks to do the work of god though we do not neglect our families and stuff and and make sure we make the right choices I heard a story of a young boy. He grew up in a Jewish family in Germany. He had a profound admiration for his father, and the entire family, their life revolved around the synagogue. As a teenager, the family uh, was forced to move to another town to find work. The boy noticed that the family stopped going to to the cinema, the synagogue, but started attending a high society fashionable lutheran church he asked his dad why have we stopped going to the synagogue well why are we now going to this church he said i thought we were jewish not lutheran his dad said look attending this other church will be good for my business it will be good for what i do we'll make contacts we'll rub shoulders with the right kind of people the boy later testified That this was the day that he lost all respect for his dad. That each day he started visiting museums. And looking for what others believed about life. Formulating new ideas and he began putting them down in the form of a book. A book which contained a whole new world view. A concern of a movement which he believed could change the world. The young man's name was Karl Marx. And he was the father of communism, which has caused so much damage, has caused so many problems and issues around the world still today. And he traces it back to the decision that his father made when, he moved, when they moved house, that they stopped going to the synagogue and expressing their faith that way and going to another church for another reason. And so when we read that, we look at that and say, well, our decisions matter because our kids will notice. Because he noticed there, he says, what is it today? Dad says, we do the challenge that you are sowing because that is what you will reap. That's a biblical principle. That we don't notice this all the time, but it's so true that your priorities will become their priorities. The third example that we see today is David. Uh, And this is make sure you you challenge behaviour. 1 Kings 1 verse 5 says this. It says, now Adonijah, whose mother was Haggith, put himself forward and said, I will be king. So he got chariots and horses ready with 50 men to run ahead of them. In scripture it says this in the brackets. His father had never interfered with him by asking why do you behave as you do he says that's actually in brackets in the scripture because Analyzer was the son of David the why question is sometimes the most important question to ask isn't it and we should never be afraid to ask that question because if we don't ask it then that influence and model of behavior will always come from someone else he says I'm sure I remember growing up and I was not the perfect child, I was not the perfect adult now, but definitely wasn't the perfect child. But if you're a bit mischievous and you misbehave a bit, it says the adult question that they always ask you is, why? Mm -hmm. Why did you do that? I remember being at school and it was a different school, probably P7 it would have been. And a friend of mine had been away in Australia and they'd brought back a boomerang. And I thought to myself, this would be great, not realising how powerful a boomerang was. So we went out to the school fields, and we threw this boomerang, and obviously it's supposed to return to you. That's what it says on the packet. It's supposed to come back to you. And I remember throwing this boomerang, and it didn't come back to me. It went through the window of one of the classrooms, and I remember the teacher coming out. And back then teachers, you know, there was none of this, you know, teachers, I, I can be a teacher today and I talk to my wife and she tells me about some of the kids you, you know, but <laughs> you couldn't do that. But back then teacher came running out and he got hold of me and the first question he said was, why? Why did you do that? And I tried to explain to him, but it did not work, Do you know, what i mean? being a boomerang supposed to come back to me, classroom was in the way, you know, that sort of thing. But it's the why question all the time, isn't it? Challenging. We are allowing kids and teenagers and the younger generation to grow up in a world that just simply never asks why. Why? They are making decisions that are detrimental to their health, to their bodies. the choices and decisions that they may regret later on in life and stuff and so we have a responsibility to ask that why question it says analyzer was david's fourth son he rebelled against his father by proclaiming himself king and even though god and david had designated solomon as the next king despite his record as a good ruler david really failed greatly as a father because he just never asked his kids that why question that why were they doing stuff just to, because that's part of the guidance and it's part of the help and it's part of the advice. And we're thankful for the fathers and the mothers and the people that inspire and are examples to those people who are younger because they do ask the why question. Because they'd simply present it there. For David's successes his tragedy was his children. And despite his love for his kids he never really invested in them. Uh, And that meant all these great strengths that he had, never in a sense passed on to his children. Never asked that question, why do you behave as you do? And it's a tremendous responsibility for for us as dads. And I finish with this, this is a great challenge for all of us, for me. Uh, In particular, as I read this, it says, to be the spiritual leader in the home, you have to be the spiritual example in the home. And how true is that? What a challenge for us today as fathers, as mothers, as people are there. It says for us, not just to say we're the spiritual leader, but to be the example of the spiritual leader in the house. It's that that I leave you with on this, on this Father's Day, the special day where we celebrate dads. Let, let's take a moment to pray. Father, we thank you today. We thank you, Father, for the dads in church today, this morning. Thank you for those dads who the example, Father God, to their children in the homes, Father God. We thank you for the mothers who uh, step in and step up. But for the situations and circumstances where there's no dad there. We thank you for their example and uh, what they do. And Father, we thank you as we look at this today, Lord. Uh, there was a challenge for each and every one of us today. Father, to do what you've called us to do, Lord. To listen to you. To make the right choices. To challenge behaviour. Father, there is no greater responsibility than fatherhood. And Father, there is no greater privilege than fatherhood as well. And we thank you for that today, Father God. And pray you'll just bless the fathers that are in here today. On this Father's Day. In Jesus' name. Amen.